Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. Let's open our Biblions, please, one more time to what we began last week. On the, we were teaching a series on the prayer closet, amen. And in this time, in this season of fasting and prayer, it is important for you to understand the dynamics and the mechanics of the prayer closet. Can you say amen? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read verse 6. Matthew chapter 6, and we are going to read verse 6. Everybody look on the screen with me right now, and let's read together. This is the Lord talking. He's revealing the unbeatable trinity, which is when you fast, when you give, and when you pray. That's what I call the unbeatable trinity. Not if you fast and if you pray. That is your unbeatable trinity when you pray and when you fast and when you give. Now, remember that the Lord Jesus said, when you pray, don't be like the Pharisees that, that, do, that uses vain repetition, right? Now, that doesn't mean you don't pray long prayers or you don't pray a prayer from the Bible or you, don't, you can't read a prayer. No, they, they, they were using mantras, all right? And so in our prayers, we don't use mantras. Are you listening to me now? But we confess the word of the living God. Can somebody say amen? So with that said, let's read Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. What are we told? But you, when you pray, enter into your what? Into your closet. Praise God. And when you have shut your door, so you have a closet and you shut the door, pray to the Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret shall reward thee openly. So this is where we get the series, The Prayer Closet. Amen. And Jesus said that whenever we enter into the prayer closet, glory to God, amen, and if we have a prayer closet, that whatever we pray in secret, God will reward us openly. So there is, there are rather open rewards to you being in the prayer closet. Now we've discovered, and, and you can go back to last week, and I'm not, I'm just going to do a quick little recap, but not an overall intense recap or detailed recap of last week's message. And we've discovered that the word closet is the Greek word temeion or temeion, all right? And we've explained to you where the, the etymology of that word last week, all right? It was a place uh, also known as a storehouse. It was a place of secrets, praise God. Can you say amen? And then we looked at Daniel who had his prayer closet, amen. And he prayed three times a day in his prayer closet, and he did it for years. Are you listening now? He did it for years. And so we discovered, and let me just quickly give you a quick little recap, and then I'm going to go into some marvelous things from the Word today. We discovered that although it is a physical place, a physical closet, amen, dedicated to a place of prayer, Amen. But it is more than that because there are people today that dedicate, has dedicated a place to prayer, but they never visit the prayer closet. Are you listening? And so there are people today that have a holy room, but they never are into the holy room. Are you listening to me now? 
And so, so it's more than just a physical place. So I want you please to write this down today. Just give you a quick little recap. So we, I gave you about seven or eight points last week. So, so if I miss one, you just tell me, you look through your notes and you tell me what we got. Number one, we said the prayer closet is the place of appointment and encounter with God. The, play, the prayer closet is the place of appointment in encounter with God. Daniel kept his daily appointments with God. Amen. When you keep your appointment with God, you will not be disappointed. Number two, we discover the prayer closet is a small room where you engage God. You worship God. Now, everybody say worship God. Now, now, uh, you know, uh, when, I always worship God in my time of prayer. Amen. And I use simple songs. Songs that I remember, that I don't need words. I don't need a lot of words. Are you listening? This is why a lot of this modern song is so wordy. It goes on and on forever and ever and ever and ever. And there are some good songs. I just reduce them to small ones, okay? Just to the, uh, the major chorus, and then that's it. Um, I sing songs that I remember uh, from my youth. I sing songs, uh, simple songs that I knew had a touch of God on it. Because not every song has got a touch of God. Are you listening now? Amen. Uh, and so, and there are songs that has the anointing of God on it, the presence of God on it. And you can milk it over and over and over again. And so, so you need to know what songs have the touch of God. Do you want a strong prayer life? Does your prayer life frustrate you? Do you want to know how to spend one hour with God, but don't know how to pray for one hour? Well, I have the answers to your question. You need to get my book, Prayer Coach. Prayer Coach will lead you into a productive and powerful prayer life. Call 502-523-4407 or go to my website, glenorecchion.org. Call 502-523-4407 or go to glenorecchion.org. You need to get my book, Prayer Coach. So, number two, the prayer closet is a small room where you engage God, you worship God, and you bring heaven down. Amen. It becomes an altar of connection and spiritual transaction with the Spirit of God. Number three, we discovered that the prayer closet is the place of heavenly invasion upon earthly domain. This is where heaven invades your soul, your life, and your situation. Amen. Amen. Number four, we discovered that the prayer closet is the place where cases are settled. Can you say amen? It is the place of stand upon which you are in the heavenly courtroom. Praise God. Pleading your case with your heavenly advocate against the accusing and prosecuting attorney who is Satan. And then we look at number five. We discovered that the prayer closet is the engine room of revival. Isn't that right? Praise God. Number six, we discovered that the prayer closet is the place where your personal life will experience ex uh, transformation, direction, and you will obtain revelation. So let me say it again. Number six, the prayer closet is the place where your personal life will experience transformation, direction, and revelation. And then number seven, the prayer closet is where Amen. Burdens are deposited, unction is received, and power is harnessed. Amen. I think that's where we left off last week. Is that correct? Now, what was number eight? 
All right, so so number eight was that what prayer, the prayer closet is the place of communion between the spirit of man and the spirit of God. Is that correct? So that was number eight, amen. Let me give you number nine today, number nine. Number nine, I want you please to write this down. And uh, so I'm gonna give you nine, 10, 11, amen, or 12 today. So let's go as fast as we can. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, praise God, glory to God. So let's go. So number nine, number nine, the prayer closet, ladies and gentlemen, amen, is the war room. This is the war room where strategic warfare takes place and victory is won. I think a, a movie came out a number of years ago called The War Room, okay? So, so the prayer closet, Number nine is the war room where strategic warfare takes place and victory is won. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6, we're going to read from verse 8 onwards. Praise the Lord. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel. Now notice that the king of Syria was at war against Israel, and he took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Now you understand, the king of Syria was in his war cabinet with his warlords, all right, strategizing, amen, how to eliminate, how to eradicate Israel. And you need to understand right now that Satan and his minions are in their war cabinet uh, strategizing how to eliminate you. The purpose of war is to eliminate your enemies. And, the, and you may not see Satan as your enemy, but he sees you as his enemy and he wants to eliminate you. Are you listening now? But now look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Everybody read verse 9, please. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. Let's give it rolling, please. The verse 10, hallelujah. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God, amen, told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Can you shout amen? Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore trouble for this thing. Amen. May you make your enemies be troubled by you knowing what's going on in the war cabinet. Can you say amen? And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? And, none of, and one of his servants said, none my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bed chamber. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? So while there was a war cabinet, ladies and gentlemen, are you listening to me now? While there was a war cabinet uh, with the warlords strat uh, getting strategies to destroy and eliminate Israel, Elisha, praise God, was praying strategic prayers and he knew how to avoid the tactics of the devil. This is why we're saying to you, number nine, the prayer closet is the war room. Amen. So when you go into your prayer closet, you're going into your war room. Can you say amen? Amen. Where strategic warfare, glory be to God, is taking place and victory is won. Can you say amen? Can you say amen, please? Now, why is that important, please? All right, because 
Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Second Corinthians in chapter 10 and verse 4. And the apostle Paul is speaking says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Say, everybody say strongholds. Now, many times, uh, if, if you're dealing with, the, there are two camps, all right? If you're dealing with the word of faith, spirit-filled camp, modern camp, they, they, they only think of stronghold as uh, mental strongholds, right? And then if you deal with the deliverance people and the praying people, they will tell you stronghold is that which is in the heavenlies. Well, which one is right, the word of faith camp or the praying camp? They're both right. They are both right. They are mental strongholds and they are demonic uh, strongholds. Are you hearing me, saints? But we need the we need weapons of warfare, amen, to pull down the stronghold. Can you say amen? There are strongholds in your personal life. There are strongholds in your city. There are strongholds in your family. There are strongholds over a church that needs to be come to be coming down. Can you say amen? Praise God. Now let's read verse five, please. Glory to God. Casting down what? Casting down imagination. Everybody say casting down imaginations. Casting down imagination. That's not just your own personal imaginations. Are you hearing me now? This is where a lot of people just limit that word too. But there are different kinds of imagination. Look in your Bible right now. To the book of Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. Everybody read with me please. Or those of you watching by internet right now. Read with me. What, why, what do you imagine again? the Lord. Come on, everybody read now. I want you to read that. We're going we're gonna to shout on that verse. What do ye imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Come on, lift up your hands now. Affliction shall not rise up again. The second time. Can you say amen? So there are imagination against the Lord. And look at what Jeremiah says in the book of Lamentations in chapter 3. Lamentation chapter 3, we're going to read from verse 58, please. Lamentation chapter 3, we're going to read from verse 58 till verse 63 right now. It says, thou, it says, O Lord, thou hast pleaded the cause, uh, the causes of my soul. Thou hast redeemed my life. Verse 59, O Lord, thou hast seen my wrong. Amen. Judge thou my cause. Verse 60 says, Thou hast seen all their vengeance and all their what? Imaginations against me. Now look at me right now. There are people today right now who are imagining things against you. Are you listening? They, are, they have evil imaginations. They have evil man with their imaginations is to bring about manipulation into your life. So thou hast seen all their vengeance and all all their imaginations against me. Right now there are witches and warlocks that are imagining things against your prosperity. There are, there are evil people right now who are imagining evil things about your life. Are you hearing me now? And in their imaginations, they are forecasting your future. But look, with, let's keep on reading, please. Hallelujah. Verse 61, all right, he says, Thou hast heard their reproach, O Lord, and all their imaginations against me, their lips, the lips of those that rose up against me, and their device against me all the day. Look at verse 63, amen, behold, they're sitting down, and they're rising up, I am their music. And verse 64 says, render unto them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. 
Can you shout amen? Praise God. Let me tell you right now. Look at me right now. And those of you on the screen watching me right now. Some of these prayers that people pray, nice, nice prayers uh, that has no power whatsoever. It's got to stop. All right? You need to understand something. You have an enemy, and he hates your guts, and he wants to eliminate you. Are you listening now? There are, there are people right now imagining things, having evil imagination against you. And you're praying these little soft prayers that couldn't raise a butterfly. All right? You need to get up, understand, and understand that Jesus said from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the what? The violent take it by force force. Are you hearing me things? You're going to have to learn to understand that prayer is not just relational, but prayer is warfare. Prayer is contending for your rights. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. This is why we stretch you in prayer. This is why, amen, uh, you know, you, you know when, uh, when I look at people pray, I mean, everything, every, the, the, the prayer is the same. Everything's the same. Everything is the same. There is no um, change in their prayer. They talk to God like they talk to Satan like they talk to God. They talk to God like they're talking. No, come on, man. Are you listening? When I'm talking to my father, I'm talking to my father. I'm talking to Jesus, my covenant partner. Are you listening to me now? Amen. When I'm talking to the Holy Ghost, I'm talking to my paracletos. But I don't talk to the, to, 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 to the Trinity the same way I talk to Satan. Amen. The only language the devil understands is the language of violence. And you're going to treat the devil like a dog. Are you hearing me, saints? Uh, remember, I remember one time I was reading a book. Uh, I think it's in the book, Ever Increasing Faith. Um, if you ever get your hands on that book, get it. All right. Um, Smith Wigglesworth, Ever Increasing Faith. Oh, 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 oh I'm, I don't know which book it was, but I've read a lot of uh, Smith Wigglesworth books. Thank you, Jesus. And he was sitting there outside in Bradford looking outside the door, and he saw this woman walking to the bus stop, all right, walking to the bus stop. And Smith is watching this little lady walking to the bus stop with a dog behind, uh, with her dog following her behind her, all right? And the lady said, shoot, go home. And the dog didn't listen. Shoot, go home. And the dog didn't listen. Shoot, go home. And the, and the dog didn't listen. And then the bus was coming. And when the bus came, the lady looked at the dog and said, get and the dog just turned around and, and fled back home. And Smith stood up and said, that's the way you treat the devil. Praise God. Can you say amen? Glory to God. And too many of you, you are pussyfooting in your prayer when it comes to the devil. Are you listening? you got to tell the devil, get in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So every evil imagination against your life, you need to pull it down. Can you say amen? Praise God. Number nine, ladies and gentlemen, number nine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. If, I, if you were to spend some time with me in my home when I, number 10, right? Number 10. If you were to spend some time with me in my prayer closet in my home, I will freak some of you out, just like Jesus did, amen, who in the days of his flesh with strong crying and strong tears, amen. You know, when I do prayer, coach, most of the time I don't have any voice left because the night before, amen, we've been praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, like right now in this season of prayer and fasting, all I'm doing, as cold as it is, I'm sleeping on the floor in the family room or in the in the holy room, but most of the time in the family room right now, by myself on the floor, on the carpet, amen, uh, and then you put a little blanket on me, just it keeps me cold, it keeps me warm, always oh, cold and warm, 
Why? Why? Because to keep me awake to pray in the Spirit. To keep me awake to pray in the Spirit. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to share number 10 right now. I want you to write this down. Number 10. Now listen to me very carefully here. Number 10, the prayer closet. I want you to write this down. The prayer closet is the cathizo. Now what does that mean? K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O. Cathizo. All right, the prayer closet, ladies and gentlemen, is the cathizo tarrying place. So write the word cathizo, then hyphen, then write the word tarrying. All right, the prayer closet is the cathizo tarrying place where prophetic word are downloaded. Amen, where prophetic word are downloaded. Hello, everyone. I am Glenn O'Reckon. I'm so glad that you are listening to my podcast. If you want to deepen your understanding of God's Word, all you've got to do is go to my website. There'll be many articles to bless you there. And you can also follow me on social media. You can connect with me on Facebook when I teach live on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when I'm not traveling. So join me on Facebook. Join me on YouTube. But I'm so glad that you are listening to my podcast. When you go to my website, there will also be many books that are available to you that will change your life. All you're going to do is go to glenorechion.org. Now, if you need prayer, call 502-523-4407, and we are ready to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The prayer closet, amen, is the cathedral. K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O, amen. The prayer closet is the cathedral, tearing place where prophetic word are downloaded. The, 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 the word I want you to pay attention here is the word cathedral, all right, which is the word tearing. Now, look at, so let's look at this now. We're gonna, I'm going to share a few scriptures. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. And Paul says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the what? Prophecies. Everybody say prophetic words. Now, these were personal prophecies. And how many of you here have, have ever received a personal prophecy? Can I see your hands? Amen. Personal prophecies. Thank you, Jesus. Prophetic words which went before on you that you by them might war a good warfare. Amen. In other words, it takes warfare. Amen. In the war room in order for you to download this word. Can you say amen? Now, where do we get the word cathedral? Look in your Bible, please. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. So I want you to write this down. It's the word cathedral. K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O. K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O. Cathedral. So now... Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Everybody look at your screen right now and, and begin to read that verse with me right now. And behold, I what? I send the what? The promise. Everybody say the promise. The promise. The promise of my Father upon you. But what? Tarry. Tarry. Now circle the word tarry. And the Greek word for the word tarry is the word kathizo. K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O. K-A-T-H-I-D-Z-O. 
said, oh, amen. So that's why we say that the prayer closet is the cathedral tearing place where prophetic words are downloaded, where there is a transfer, amen, of the promise from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the natural. Tarry ye into the city of Jerusalem until, until, until. Everybody say, tarry until. Come on, say, tarry until. Tarry until. Cathedral until there is a downloading. Cathedral until there is a transfer. Amen. Because a promise that is not downloaded remains in the realm of promise. Are you hearing me, saints? But you're gonna, you see, you, you need to understand at some point that promised land must no longer be promised land, but become living land. Can you say amen? Somebody say hallelujah. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's the word cathedral. Now, look at Acts chapter 1, please. We're going to read verse 4, and then we're going to read verse 12 to verse 14. Let's all read verse 4 together. And being assembled together. Now, what are they going to do now? They went in the upper room. They're about to cathedral in the room, in the prayer closet. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But what? Pro wait, wait, wait. That, now, do you think that they were sitting in the upper room? One was eating a pizza. The other one was looking at, uh, you know, the, uh, the Roku. And then the other one, he was playing the, what do you call it? The, what's the, the, the game the now, uh, switch. Uh, no, what's the other? Huh? The one that I can play tennis with. You know the the oh, huh? We we. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whichever. I don't care. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, there were two thousand years back. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. All right. They were not eating pizza. They were not. Uh, one was reading a book, and the other one was not playing Wii, and he was not, uh, it was a Nintendo, whatever. The, do you know, my kids got all these games, but I have never, ever, ever been into that. Okay? Wouldn't even know how to do it. Okay. But wait for the promise. Now, wait for the promise. Everybody say, wait for the promise. No, it didn't just mean just sit there and wait. It means cathedral, download it. There's got to be a transference. Can you say amen? Look at verse 14, uh, verse 12, please. Verse 12. Then they returned unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, uh, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Verse 13 says, And when they were come in, they went up into where? The upper room. Everybody say the upper room. Amen. Where abode both Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, and Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. Glory to God. Everybody read now, please. These all continued with one accord in what? In prayer and supplication. That is what cathedral means. They were to pray. They had a promise, and they prayed the promise down. Can you say amen? They prayed the promise down. So this is why we're saying to you right now, you need to learn that secret that the prayer closet is your upper room. Praise God. It is the cathedral tearing place where prophetic words are downloaded, and, and, and there is a heavenly transfer on earthly domain. Can you say amen? May you have a heavenly transfer, a heavenly download on your earthly domain. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God forever. I want you please to write this down. Cathedral kills restlessness. 
And the, the, the reason why many of you are frustrated and you don't see the result because you're too restless. And when people are restless, what do they do? They move. They get up and they go. Right? They don't know. How they, they just don't sit down to download it. Cathedral kills restlessness. It remains in one place until that which is promised is transferred or downloaded. And you need to learn that, people. You need to learn that. Cathedral kills restlessness. It remains in one place until that which has been promised is transferred or downloaded. Praise God. And that is one of the greatest secrets of powerful prayer, and that is cathizo prayer. Can you say amen? There are two words for that, for Terry, and they are cathizo and Gregorio. We will, do, we will deal with Gregorio at some other point, and it means to be vigilant, to be responsible. Not this attitude, whatever will be, will be. All right, Kesarasara, no, I've got a promise. I've got to download it in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Praise God. Can you say hallelujah? Let me tell you this. You know, I, I love the story here uh, of a young man's account of uh, the great Hudson Taylor. Okay, Hudson is named after Hudson Taylor. Praise God. Amen. Which one is Hudson? The little one? Okay. <laughs> the, little, the little one, one is Hudson. Amen. May you have that same anointing that, uh, that was upon him. Praise God. Can you say amen? All right. Uh, so this was this young man's impression of Hudson Taylor on joining their weekly prayer meeting for the work in China. Are you listening now? The work, I mean, Hudson Taylor moved China. Praise God. Brought revival in China. And there was another man as well who brought revival in China. Glory to God. Now, he said this, Mr. Taylor opened the, me the meeting by giving out a hymn. He began with a worship. This is why we always, oh, you know, when we do prayer coach, we always open with worship. Are you listening? Amen. And seating himself at the harmonium led the singing. His appearance did not impress me. He was slightly built and spoke in a gentle voice. Like most young men, I suppose I associated power with noise and looked for great physical presence in a leader. But, but when he said, let us pray things change. When he said, let's pray, glory to God, and he proceeded to lead the meeting in prayer, my ideas underwent a change. Amen. Can you say amen? This uh, Englishman, glory to God, amen, was changed from a soft-spoken Englishman into a lion. Can you say amen? I had never heard anyone pray like that. There was a simplicity. There was a tenderness. There was a boldness. There was a power that hushed and subdued one. Everybody, when he began to pray, Glory to God, they just stop. Are you listening? Can you pray like that kind of prayer? Amen. That, not, that's not prayer with words just bouncing off in the air. Are you listening to me now, saints? Can you say amen? And subdued one and made it clear that God, listen to this now, there was a simplicity, a tenderness, praise God, a boldness, a power that hushed and subdued one and made it clear that God had admitted him into the inner circle of his friendship. My, my, my. 
into the what? The inner circle of his friendship. He spoke with God face to face as a man talked with his friends. Such praying was evidently the outcome of long tarrying in the secret place. That's why we've been teaching you to stay in the secret place. Why do you think we get up at six o'clock in the morning to pray? Why do you think we have prayer every day? Why do you think we stretch you for two hours, three hours in prayer? Because it, it, it is when you, listen to this. The Bible tells you in the book of Proverbs, let's go to the book of Proverbs for a minute. Amen. Proverbs, if I have got, Proverbs 23, verse 30. All right. He that wants to be drunk must stir along at the wine. Okay. He, if you don't linger long at the wine, are you listening now? You will not get drunk. If you do not linger long in prayer, you will not catch the spirit of prayer. Are you listening to me now? This is why we want you to pray. Can you shout amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Now, now, listen to this very carefully. Such praying was evidently the outcome of long towering in the secret place and was as a dew, amen, from the Lord. I heard many men pray in public since then, but the prayers of Mr. Hudson Taylor and the prayers of Mr. Spurgeon stand all by themselves. Amen. The meeting lasted from four o'clock to six o'clock, but seemed like one of the shortest prayer meetings I have ever attended. A good prayer meeting, you don't even know time is flying by. Amen. Like this morning we had prayer coach and boom, one hour was gone. One hour was gone. You see, okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. People who are into witchcraft and sorcery, sorcerers, and those who seek demon powers know the power of cathedral. It's the church. And modern day pastors who have no clue about cathedral. These guys will go and wait. And they will do it in graveyards. Are oh, you listening to me now? Tearing before wicked spirits in order to have spiritual transaction and importation for the demonic to, to wreak havoc on the earth. And we Christians don't want to linger long in his presence. Now, the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines uh, tearing as to delay or to linger in expectation, to wait, to abide, or to stay in one place. To stay in one place. To stay in one place. I want you please to write this down. When you tarry in God's presence in prayer, God will carry you. When you tarry, he will carry. Say that with me, please. When I tarry, he will carry. Say with me, please. Where do you want to go? When I tarry, he will carry. Can you say amen? Amen. When you tarry, you will carry what God has for you. When you tarry, amen, you will carry what God has for you. When you delay yourself in his presence, he accelerates your promotion. When you delay yourself in his presence, amen, he will accelerate your promotion. When you grace God with your presence, he will grace you with his presence. Can you say amen? He that wants to be drunk must tarry long at the wine. If you linger long at the wine, you'll be drunk. If you linger long in prayer, there will be power. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a promise but they had to linger long. They lingered for a number of days before the day of Pentecost. Can you say amen? What number are we on now? 11. Praise God. 
Number 11, the prayer closet is the labor ward where destiny is birthed. The labor ward is, the prayer closet is the labor ward, praise God, where destiny is birthed. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19, my little children, Paul says, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Colossians 4 and verse 12, when you are told, verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Can you say amen? So, so the prayer closet is the place, is the labor ward where you give birth to your destiny. When, see, when, when will you give birth to your destiny? It's not just going to unfold by itself. You have to give birth to it in prayer. Amen. Whatever word that you've got, you've got to give birth to it. It's a seed, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to give birth to it. Praise God. Can you say amen? So learn to linger along and push in prayer. Pray until something happens. Can you say amen? Now, number 11, I want you please to write this down. The prayer closet is the place where you learn to pray. The prayer closet is the place where you learn to pray. Can you say amen? That's the place where I become a professional in prayer. You become skillful in prayer. Can you say amen? It is in the prayer closet that you become skillful in prayer. And let me tell you this, why you need to be skillful in prayer. Uh, Barry, can you find that verse for me here where, 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 where uh, um, David faced Ishbinabob or Ishbinabob or whatever his name is, all right? And he nearly died in his old age, in his old age. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why he nearly died, okay? Uh, if you find it for me, let me know, all right? Ishbinabob, Ishbinabob. Thank you, Lord. And there is something. Uh, uh, in fact, just type in there. Just type in into your in your uh, second Samuel what three fifteen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, type in in your in your um, in your. Uh, Thank you. No, not Ishbosheth. Okay, let me find this for you right now. Thank you, Lord. In fact, look in your Bible, please. Uh, I'm going to show it to you right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, Somebody say amen, amen. 2 Samuel 21. 2 Samuel 21, and look at verse 16, please. 2 Samuel chapter 21 and verse 16. Why should you linger in the prayer closet? Why should you linger in the prayer closet? Ladies and gentlemen, look at verse uh, 16, please. Uh, all right, everybody read now, please. And Ishbibanab, which was of the sons of the giants, the weight of whose spare weight 3,000, all right, uh, 300 shekels of brass in weight. Now, everybody read now. Him being what? Girded with a new sword. Ah, you know why he nearly killed David? Because he came with a new weapon. And this is why you must always be in the prayer closet because you don't know what new weapon the enemy is imagining against you. Uh, you see, you think, uh, you think. Uh, remember when David faced in Second Samuel chapter 5 when the Philistines came up against him? Shall I pursue, Lord? Will you, will you give him into my hands? And the Lord said, pursue! And the next time the Philistine came again, he inquired of the Lord again. And the Lord said, no, don't pursue. But when you hear the sound of the top of the mulberry trees, many of us, we are living off the same old 
strategy which we got last time and we don't understand that the enemy has changed strategy. Are you listening? This is why you've got to link, link along in the prayer closet because whatever new strategy, new sword, the enemy come against you that you will not be subject to it. It is in the prayer closet that you learn how to pray. Can you shout amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now write this down, please. Number what now? 12? The secret to the supernatural is fasting. Fasting will fast forward your destiny and take you to realms that you have never been before. I want to recommend my book to you, 101 Benefits of Fasting. That book will give you the mechanics and dynamics of fasting. Call 502-523-4407 or go to my website, glenorecchion.org. Call 502-523-4407 and get the 101 benefits of fasting. All right, let me give you a bonus. Thank you, Lord. The prayer closet is the place where history is rewritten and a new story unfolds. Amen. The prayer closet is the place where history, your history is rewritten. And you write a new story for your life. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Now quickly, please. Quickly write this down. I want you, how do you set up your prayer closet? How do you set up your prayer closet? Number one, you find a closet. <laughs> or you find a room, all right? Or you find a space in your house where you can comfortably sit, kneel, or lay before the Lord. And you always keep that place for you and the Lord. It might be a closet. It might be a room. I have a holy room. Amen. I, I mean, there are a few places in my house where I pray. That is in my uh, holy room. There's nothing in that holy room except uh, two sofas and that's it. Nothing. There is no electronic, no technology in it. Amen. Because I want spiritual downloads. And, um, and there's Bibles. All right? And, and then in my office in the basement, praise God, I love to pray in my basement. Amen. And then the family room, the family room, praise God. I've got a big family room, so I just lay there before the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And pray. So you find yourself a space. Amen. If there's not a space in your home, be creative. Just get a chair. Just you and God. That's God's chair. Just me and God. That's just me and God. Amen. And, uh, and so number two, um, the second thing, have a lamp. Not just bright lights, but have a lamp in that room. All right. And guess what? The most important part that you need to have when it comes to a prayer room. Ready? Cushions. Cushions. All right. Uh, when you go to all-night prayer meeting, get yourself cushions. Amen. Get yourself what? Cushions. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I've got cushions. we got cushion galore. Amen. In, 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 a prayer. in fact, we had too many. And I told her to get rid of some of these cushions, all right? Because this woman loved to hoard cushions, all right? So I said, uh, so get yourself a little lamp, amen, that you can see. Amen. You create an atmosphere. Amen. And, and you know, there, there are times I will just leave uh, worship in that room. Just leave worship. It creates an atmosphere of worship. What, what is that? What, we're, we're, we're sending out the real incense. Hindus, Buddhists, right? Uh, New Age people, they use uh, uh, incense, right? They have to use physically because they don't have the real incense, which is your prayers and your worship. 
Are you listening? All right, praise God. <clears throat> now, uh, thank you, Jesus. Number three, write this down, please. Whatever number you're on, how to set it up your prayer room. You know what you need to do? Have a lot of photographs of your children, your loved ones. Have photographs of your children and your loved ones. And get the names of your children familiar before the throne of grace. When I go to prayer, I always call out the names of my kids before God, before the throne of grace. If you have photographs of them, great. And then lay hands on them. Lay hands. You've got, you've got loved ones that are in trouble, get their photos. You know, when I told you when I first came into Christianity, I went to visit my uncle, my uncle Tony, right? And on his fridge, he had an apple tree and all kind of photographs, and I saw myself on it. I was like, what am I doing on that apple? <laughs> you know, does he love me that much? No, he was praying for all, all those who got to get saved, and then he put a little tick by it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glennarecchion.org. 